And this is where we get into the controversial stuff. Because now we're going to get into the sense of self and what you actually have to do to channel yourself into the equation as a priority over another, another person. Life is art. Life is art. What will you put on your canvas? What will you put on your canvas? prioritize myself just to be here grab your favorite drink afternoon drink evening drink morning drink coffee tea wine margarita And kick back with me here for a while. I want to go really deep into this topic with you. And I have done a lot of writing and reflecting, recording, and speaking about this topic over the last couple of days. Finally ready to insightful go insightful with you here um trying to look for the right word and miss the uh adverb i guess the verb to be accurate um whatever um want to get into self and expectations within interactions so the uh, other day very interesting two-minute YouTube clip from 50 cent kind of paraphrasing here but he talks about owing he talks about the right not to owe and the responsibility to not be owed. So what he says is just as I don't owe anyone anything, nobody owes me anything either. And this could go in a lot of different directions. This could go financial. This could go obligations. This could go relationships even just very little interactions. Um, this goes really deep into why we judge. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been reflecting on judgment in my own life. And honestly, I didn't realize how much since kind of continuing and choosing to do this podcast, how much we've gotten into like self-help. But I take a more specialized approach to your interactions and relationships. So we take that approach here. Um, 
knowing that all of this is always going to be a, wor a work in progress. So we're going to get into relationships with things, not just people, but relationships with abstract things. Yes, abstract things for a change, not just your interactions, your conversations, your relationships, your the way you treat people, the way they treat you, not just like your typical relationship kind of topics, but we want to get into the relationship with your relationship specifically with the abstract your relationship with truth, your relationship with philosophy, your relationship with yourself, your expectations, your relationship with others, our understanding of self versus other. So this episode is might be quite long. And I waited all day to do this. And being that I've gotten busier in life, this might take a whole weekend to actually finish this episode. So let's get into this here. It could very well end tonight by the time we're done this evening. But it's going to be quite a long look into all of this. So I hope you've made sure that you have some time to listen um, and really think about this because I want to give you some, some things that are going to stimulate your thoughts a little bit here and your senses. And that will help with the relationship between you and content let's say we'll get into that here we go so a big one here where do I start well it starts with expectation it starts with your relationship between you and society and your relationship between society and you. Expectation. So, you already know what society is expecting of you. And getting into these as unspoken expectations. Like, these are things that... Some of these are going to be unspoken and some of these are going to be kind of like already mentioned and spoken. So... There are a lot of things about society that we are not particularly, we don't take fancy to necessarily, we don't like, like having it all figured out by a certain age, being financially set by a certain age, the unspoken expectation that at some point we're supposed to have it so much figured out that we are taking care of our parents and they're no longer taking care of us. That's definitely an unspoken one. Um, but it is definitely there and it shows when life experience kind of happens. When you hear these things, do you twitch a little bit? 
pay attention to what your body is, how it's reacting and what it is actually doing. Do you tense up a little bit? Do you want to turn this off and say this is ridiculous? Do you, are you kind of like, hmm, this is kind of interesting. I wonder what the opinions are on figuring things out, taking care of your parents by a certain age, that kind of stuff. Um, that is where things are totally separate between expectations and opinions. Getting into traits and, well, preferences, really. I don't really, the word traits is kind of um, based more on characteristics, um, as kind of been discovered on with reading and stuff, kind of learning that traits are more based on characteristics. And what I'm talking about more is preferential. So what do you prefer? Are you introvert? Are you extrovert? Um, are you more about focus and um, knowledge kind of work and being more alone and doing things that are very much about knowledge work, very much about research, very much about reading and doing a lot of thinking on your own and like learning about the thoughts in your head? Or are you more social? Do you get your energy from other people? Do you um, feel upbeat when you're around other people? Do you feel... Um, more alert even when you're around other people or ambiverted, which is simply a little bit of both. Do you prefer a simple life of peace? Do you think that the smartest way to live is simplified as little obligation as possible and that that is more of a practical way to live? Are you more adventurous where the best life in your opinion, is a life just rich with all these experiences and all of these varieties of places to travel to, places to live, languages to speak. Um, when we talk about this in an abstract form, your preferences and the interaction between you and society and even the expectation between you and society. Um, there is no like discontentment with any of this. Like some of this is pretty fair. To be fair, you might really just prefer alone time. You might really prefer to read. You might get a lot of, uh, a lot out of it. You might kind of learn more about yourself by being in your own head and kind of learning why you think the thoughts you think. Um, searching and learning about why people think what they think and just kind of like being more knowledge-based, reading, writing, not really so much about anything um, in particular because the most important thing to you is, is uh, the seeking of and just the idea that, you know, you can understand and seek out a lot of thoughts and a lot of um, ways that people might believe and then kind of like 
be able to understand truth in that way and how valuable understanding truth is. That is a definite preference. I can definitely see the good and the value in that. On the other hand, the good and the value come from social, getting your energy from other people, learning about yourself through other people and how you interact, um, experiencing things with other people, having different kinds of relationships and interaction-based um, common interests with other people. There's definitely something to be said about that too. The expectation that taking care of our parents is the right thing to do because they've taken care of us. That's a fair expectation. It doesn't mean that I have like a strong opinion against it or for it. It just means that it's a fair expectation. A lot of our expectations that we have are actually pretty fair. So uh, this episode is actually, uh, we're here to kind of understand why we have these expectations and why others have expectations of us. We're not here to knock expectations. We're not here to invalidate um, worries or struggles or um, obligations. This isn't a fuck expectations, um, fuck society, fuck all that kind of episode necessarily. Because in order to truly be free and say with intent to fuck society, fuck everything, be free, you have to understand that these kinds of things are only to be getting rid of the obligation behind these expectations by simply understanding, by simply understanding not only like necessarily why these expectations are happening, but more on the side of the fairness behind each and every expectation. So it might be fair that if your mailman comes to you and delivers the mail and it's like it happens every day and you're used to this, right? You're kind of like tired of getting interrupted that day and you finally want your alone time to read your books, to research, to um, you, you kind of like you're engrossed in a topic and you really, really want to do anything to get your hands on videos or um, long winded articles, like anything that can help you. Um, to investigate further within whatever topic you're researching and you kind of like are just done with people. You've had spam phone calls, spam messages, like you're just done, right? And the mailman comes and they're really chatty about the weather. They're really chatty about um, things when it comes to... Um, they're just kind of like being chattier than usual today of all days. And you're just, they're like, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, the weather is crazy out there. <laughs> yeah, um, lived in here for 20 years and never, never seen it this cold or whatever. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm done. I'm done. And your body language is showing like your hands are kind of like moving where you're just like flustered, right? And then, um, you kind of expect that the mailman should uh, 
go off and just want to go to the next job and be done for their day. And why would anyone want to waste time on small talk? And that is a fair expectation in your awareness. They are maybe noticing this a little bit and they're like, you know, why is this person so short with me when I'm delivering their mail and I'm the reason that they are getting their mail today? They should be more grateful. And from a mailman's perspective, the expectation is that people should be more social and be happy to talk to somebody outside during these times and just be happy for a little bit of conversation. What is wrong with people? And in their fairness and in their view, in your view as a mailman, guess what? That is a what? Fair expectation. So... In both scenarios, you could say, fuck this expectation, fuck that expectation, forget about this expectation, screw that expectation. I don't care what word you prefer, what, how you like to kind of describe things, whatever. Um, it's clear that all expectations in this instance are fair in this regard. Um, because... That is where we come to individualistic understanding. And with an ambiverted person, it's actually difficult to figure these expectations out on a deeper level because sometimes you ex your expectation is going to be you should want more social and like the person just wants a lot of social at the time and then other times... The person wants a lot more alone time. Like, so in a lot of ways, like ambiverted people have a weird mood shift that they go through. Um, so getting into relationships, there could be um, an interaction thing where if you... And this isn't this doesn't have anything to do with introverted and extrovertedness, although I have developed more of a respect because I've noticed introversion in myself. And that is the only reason why I've I've been able to respect introverts more, because I've noticed it in myself. If I had not had that self understanding, I would not understand it in others. And that's kind of where experiences have to happen in order to have a relationship with philosophy in order to have a full relationship with self-help where both interactions are giving and taking you and the content are you're able to teach the the uh, you're able to uh, learn the lessons that self-help and philosophy want to teach i'm kind of personifying but there it is um a lot more personification in this episode than I realize, but um, there it is. So if, say, you have family, like your parents, right, and they, um, oh, they're like very introverted, they are very introverted people, and you're kind of like, you know, I expect that you should want to drop your life and come see me in person because you're my parents. Whereas maybe they're kind of like, I expect that you should want to call me more. And this is just kind of an example 
because um there are times in life where I see my parents a lot and um, they do a lot of traveling. Like there was a lot of times when my daughter was younger that they did do a lot of that. And then there are times where nobody can travel. And then there are times where, um, you know, my parents are right here and I see them all the time because I kind of consider, you know, my in-laws to be um, another set of parents of mine if that makes sense, like a second, because we're just real close like that. So, you know, I'm very lucky to have that. But if you're feeling like you have this expectation of your parents, or they have this expectation that you should come see them, and you're like, well, no, you should be happy with a call that I give you any time of day because I'm trying to live my life. Maybe it's like that. Um, both expectations are always going to be fair. So I'm trying to match some of the content from previous writing and recordings but each time I go to uh, share space with you in this way and keep recording it kind of like different insights keep coming up so I might as well post this no matter how weird or frazzled or whatever that this might sound to you or myself or whatever um, this gets really really controversial in this way because of the oneness idea of oneness, right? And it is, it started with an idea and it ended up with kind of a very, um, it can be romanticized and it can be, um, I think, over-exaggerated a little bit that we are all one. And it's a great way to feel at harmony and at peace with everything, with bullshit in your life, and with disarray and things that you just don't agree with, like it's, or people that you don't agree with, um, or if you're fighting or arguing, you know, the we are all one is kind of like, we're all doing our best in this world, um, at the end of the day, it's all done out of love, even the things that we don't like and that aren't very loving, etc., right? But it gets to be over-exaggerated, especially when you go into, you overlook empathy maybe, and you go into empathic tendencies of just total self-abandonment and total self, um, the cost of losing yourself in um, like there's empathy, which is wonderful and it kind of keeps this oneness thing going and it keeps you understanding others. But then there's the total loss of sense of self, which can very easily happen when you're doing things and trying to live up to others' expectations. And maybe you're trying to have common interests with people that you really do have the same interests in, um, but you're getting involved in their expectations and your own expectations of them so much so that you're not enjoying that time. And that leads me to self-acceptance or not self-acceptance, but acceptance of others. And that is the only way that you're going to be happy with yourself is if you accept others. It's a very cliche thing. But when I was doing kind of the writing, I was thinking a lot about 
2022 and it's been kind of intense like the last year was really really hard uh for me but the um intenseness of 2022 has kind of brought me to the the point of writing and reflection and what i had started to write about is the um acceptance of others for who they are versus who i see who I want to see, and even, like, the potential that I see in them, whereas it might not be something that, um, and this is, like, for multiple people, because being ambiverted kind of makes you feel like where you're both, you have your introverted time and your extroverted time, it kind of, like, you get all over the place with, with people in that way, where you're, there's multiple people that you kind of, like, analyze a lot and things when you're kind of in the extroverted part of this um and what this kind of means is that you're in a state of judgment so much that you have expectations they should do this more why are they living this lifestyle when really what it comes down to is um because they only see things through their lens of experience. And the reason why I said in the beginning of the episode that this gets controversial is because you almost have to prefer yourself over someone else. So, how does that make your body react? How does that, does that make you more relaxed? Like, okay, I kind of need this um, to hear that I kind of need this uh, affirmation right now. Maybe. Is it making you flinch like, oh, that's terrible. That's very selfish. Maybe. Um, that's kind of the point of self sometimes, though, to be honest. Um, is that you have to understand that you have this preference because it is your preference. Um, you may not always get your way in everyone else's expectations, but you might have some preferences. So... It is so weird because I've done these recordings and writings and stuff on this topic for a while now. Um, but it gets to a point where judgment. So we'll get into that because that's kind of like what led me to even reflect in the first place. Um You might wish that the world was a certain way. So let's get back to the relationship between you and, and society. To drive this point, right? So you and society don't get along, right? Like you can't stand the way society is. Um, maybe there's something that the world is not in a space that you want to be in. And you're trying to figure out like, you know, I'm a good person. I deserve better. I can't stand the way people are. Or maybe it's a few people in your life that you're like, why are they this way when I've done so much good for them? It's not because when you think these things, or why do they live this way? I could never do that. I could never um, live this way or that way. Or I could never um, treat somebody that way. Or... Um, 
disrespect somebody this way or I could never um, ignore somebody the way they did or whatever it is. And then maybe you get to a point where you're like, even the way they do their hair is stupid to you or even the way they... Um, draw or even the way they um the way they talk and and sound and everything just sounds it doesn't sound real anymore to you like it doesn't really mean much anymore because you're involved in the way they're treating you and the way that they are even if they're like judging you you're like well you judge me what about what you do kind of thing um and because of this whole judgment cycle that goes round and round, it doesn't stop. It's this big, like, spinning circle thing. You can't understand it, and it doesn't feel very good to you. And you actually, you stop and you go, okay, I'm, I've been kind of, I shouldn't have these thoughts about somebody. I've been very mean. I shouldn't be talking about somebody. I've been very gossipy. Yeah. It's not going to feel good to gossip. It's not going to feel good to um, think things about people. But you're not doing it because you're mean or a bitch or an asshole. Um, you're doing it because you have preferences based on your lens or your experience. Based on your own individual you. And I, I mean, that is something that oneness cannot solve. Like as much as I love oneness and I, I love the harmonizing that it gives... It's not going to solve that for you, the oneness thing, um, the philosophy around oneness. It's not going to solve that everybody has individual needs and wants and preferences in how they live or what they do or what food they eat. The way that somebody sits down is a different preference than the way you sit down. Somebody might sit down and they prefer to sit cross-legged somebody else might sit down and they prefer like they, even just these little preferences you might love small talk because it gets you to break the ice with somebody somebody else you might hate small talk because it's boring and not very deep both of those things are valid though small talk once in a while can be okay if you're in a new uh, area or a new place or you're new to a job or new to school or um a community and you're trying to get to know everybody, small talk can be the only way to even start. On the other hand, too much of that between friends, it's like, okay, what are we here for? Um, I want to be around people that are interested in doing things. Um, and, and, and you'll kind of know the difference when you get to that, but, um, cause it'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel, um, when you go to talk to somebody, you'll feel it in your in, in your body. You'll, you'll get more relaxed um, or you'll get more tense. It kind of depends on if the interest is being shared and if it's kind of that preference to talk to the person. So um, again, this isn't um, at all episode that I kind of thought that I would use but I just keep getting these insights that are showing me examples that 
of why actually, in fact, these um, expectations. There could be like somebody that, you know, a housemate or a landlord. My bills are getting higher. Um, I want this home, this neighborhood, this um, you know, family, this community. I want it to thrive and keep going, but I'm going to need, you know, everybody's going to have to contribute their fair share. The other person paying the rent might say, well, I am struggling and I'm here because I'm struggling. Therefore, um, I don't have any more money to just keep giving if I'm also trying to, you know, first and foremost, help myself. So I expect you to understand that and go easy on me. Whereas they're like, well, I expect you to contribute to the bills if you appreciate living in this community, in this house, in this neighborhood, in this town even, whatever it is. Um, both, the other person like, I'm trying to help myself. I could use some understanding. I could use a hand. I need to go. I'm trying to find work. Can we slow down on this? Um, I need to find work and kind of use this as a support system. And the other side is like, the only way that this is going to be a better support system is if you contribute to the support system that you're given. Both sides are actually fair in their expectation. But this is where it actually comes down to logic. And which side is going to be more practical. It doesn't come down to emotions. And it doesn't come down to um, which expectation is the right thing to do. Or which way is the truth. Um, and that gets into the relationship with truth and all that. But um, both expectations are actually pretty fair. Because, why? Well, because one of them, want, you know, needs a place and an environment to help themselves and to um, help themselves um, have more support and be, you know, try to grow and be better. The other side is uh, trying to provide and keep up with the demands of the community, house, neighborhood, um, and keep everything thriving and going. And so sometimes expectations are actually pretty fair, even if you don't like them or don't want to see it that way. Um, and can actually move things forward. And sometimes that's why society, I think, has expectations that we either prefer or we don't but it's not really bad or wrong or immoral at all there is not as much once you get past a certain point where you've outgrown kind of being dramatic in the emotions of things there's really not much emotion to things anymore 
There's really not much when you get past um, grief, even loss, when you get past, you know, to where, yeah, you, you've always kind of like, you'd never quite move on, but you get past the emotional part. Um, it's the same thing for expectations when you detach, because there's going to be some sort of responsibility, some sort of obligation that is going to help you if you meet that expectation. It's going to benefit you enough that you'll decide on your preferences based on benefits. Because all of your preferences are based on benefits. Your preferences to get married are based on the benefits that you and the partner share. Your preferences to not get married are based on the benefits you get out of being by yourself. It's not necessarily, you know, as far as society and living the way you want to live. It's not necessarily... Um, based on what the smartest and most intelligent way to be or even the right thing to do is. It's always going to be based on what you benefit out of it. And I used to be kind of um, judgmental about this on both sides because um, my, my in-laws had a full marriage, had the best marriage, it was wonderful. It kind of taught me a lot about family. My parents had a lot of independence and it taught me a lot about self-motivation. And both are actually right. And I used to be very judgmental of both sides. Like I had a time where I was judgmental against, um, you know, that you have to be married and all this stuff and have, you know, be all involved in family because I was more in favor of the independence. And then I got to the other side where I was more in favor of, you know, family and marriage and all that. And then I've kind of like, after being in such emotion over these things, and um, this could be just a personality preference or a type or even a trait where, um, not so much a trait, but like, 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 yeah, like a built-in characteristic thing where um, you go from one side to the other a little bit, and then you're kind of like, you know, both sides are right. Even the side of a church and religion, there's benefits to church and community and all that. And I'll be honest with you, if our family found enough social benefit to going to like an open-minded church that was um, not judgmental, um, we probably would because um, we've seen enough churches that we know that there are some that exist that are pretty open-minded um, towards modern living and LGBT and all these other things that are important to be non-judgmental of and open to understanding and things and just, you know, loving each other and being in a community and that that's more what it's about. Um, and that that's what kind of love is about and just giving, being together is loving and that kind of thing. And if there's enough social benefit, we will selfishly pursue that. But if, but then, you know, that's, it's not selfish per se, but it's, you're on the other side going, you know, if you were kind of in this conflict, I would never go to church. Church is a selfish place because you have the benefits, enough benefits of not even thinking about it. Um, your benefits lie in the preferences of the way that you think and the way that you are. And so having, by not accepting somebody for their preferences of life and for their preferences of introversion, extroversion, 
and expecting them to come and see you in person and expecting them to um expecting your landlord to care that you don't have a job and you're struggling when the landlord thinks that you're actually expecting to rip them off and not pay them money or expecting your housemate to understand and just like pay your bills for you and that kind of thing when um so some expectations are actually you know beneficial for both sides where sometimes somebody might need to be understanding and help somebody else and then other times somebody might need to grow up and pay their bills let's say so that is um where we're at in all of this is that there is no I didn't realize that this would get this philosophical but there is no right or wrong expectation really it's just about the benefits that you prefer to get out of your own self out for your own self because we should be out for our own self nobody is going to look in the mirror and see you only you're going to do that. Nobody is going to feel what it's like to be in your body. Feel what it's like to have your emotions. Like people could be very connected with you and understand even your partner, your spouse and all that. But like you have to live with your, if you have resentment of others for expectations that you've had of them, you're going to have to be the one to live with it. They might, again, they might understand where you're coming from and they might kind of share some of the agreement on it. But you're going to have to live with the pain that that will cause. And so ex we have to have a better grip on expectations, a better understanding on um, not getting so emotional over obligations and expectations being a bad thing all the time. Um, some expectations need to oppose each other in order to have a world of variety and individuality. There need to be people in this world that don't need a spouse that are independent so that it kind of teaches all of us about you know independence and self-sufficiency then there need to be people that do get married and have families and pair up and kind of have these families so that it teaches us the value of being together and love and wholeness of being together so there needs to be a variety of everything. There needs to be um, people who pursue partners and there needs to be a variety of people who don't need partners. Um, there is never going to be a place in this world where one preference... I mean, there really never should because then you have a dicta dictatorship where um, one somebody one group or somebody's preference should overtake another's another person or another group's preference and so getting into the self um a little bit more we have you might get into a conversation with somebody and it didn't go the way you wanted because you kind of wanted to get a little bit deeper or, and that's your uh, opinion on it. And then their opinion might be, that conversation was not really necessary. I know how we're okay and we're good and we're cool. Um, 
I need to get on and do things and move on with my day. And both expectations are right. So, philosophy, truth. What is your relationship with philosophy? Are you, is it a fling for you, this philosophy, this truth? Is it a one-night stand kind of, I'm going to go to the club and have a one-night stand with philosophy and go in and watch videos, listen to podcasts, read books, look up articles to read, um, share articles, all these things, right? Is that a fling to you? Is it, has it, has it turned into a rabbit hole of sorts? I know for me, for a long time, philosophy and self-help was something I'd watch over a 10-year period where it was entertainment and that's all I thought it was supposed to be. Getting along, take a pause if you need to. I will be back with you by this weekend. Back in a second. So I thought I'd segue here. We could segue together now that we've taken a break into get into the word benefits, beneficial, mutually beneficial, all that kind of stuff, doing something for benefits, right? Living a certain way. Benefits is not, in my opinion, a negative or selfish word. And selfish has become a less, I've kind of detached the morals in reflecting. So when it comes to benefits, I have been guilty of judging family, friends, people for living a lifestyle that I wouldn't live because I didn't understand their individual experience. And I, when you do this, you don't tend to understand their benefits. And I actually think admitting that we benefit from something is a truthful thing. It's an honest thing, if anything. And we're admitting that We should put our own mask on before we can put somebody else's mask on. Um, oxygen mask, of course. Hypothetically, hopefully. Um, you know, put your own mask on before you help somebody else so that you do that properly and you're not hurting yourself and the other person. I respect people who... There have been people who have come to me with legal insurance and referrals and things that they think could help me and most people you know would get cynical over that and you know I kind of actually respect it especially if they've been friend like a good friend and that kind of thing because I actually respect that they're trying to share a mutual benefit with me in the referral in the legal insurance in 
the product or service that they want me to refer to. I actually really um, respect that game in that they are understanding that you have to do something in life and that kind of thing. And I've had a conversation with somebody who was talking about legal insurance and and kind of like if I ever needed legal insurance and they could refer me, things like that. Nothing bad, just, you know, if that ever happened, because we're all adults, you know. And um, the honesty and the openness of that kind of made me realize that that benefit is a very um, sensible and smart benefit. And when she had the conversation conversation with me, she did it in such a way with integrity of being totally honest that something like this could help protect me and get me through things. And then on her end, like, you know, she would get compensated for it. And I, I thought, you know, that's actually really kind of cool because we're real adults and you know, I don't need it necessarily. And we, we talked and she said, you know, cheaper prices, you know, it's always better. And that don't do it if you don't need it and that kind of thing. And I don't. But just the, it wasn't like a pushy salesman way. Because I've had people in life that I've gotten kind of like, where they would just get real pushy. And I've had to kind of get away from them because they were just pushy to the point of like no return. Like buy this, buy this, buy this. But with her, it was a very genuine feeling of we're adults, so let's like move forward from this kind of a thing. Um, and again, nothing bad, just kind of getting into a conversation, like a what if conversation. And it's, it. I think it takes a very adult way of thinking not to give in order to get that's not and but I think that the word benefit has it gets a bad rap because how do you look at life how do we as a society look at life and I think looking at life through the eyes of let's all win let's all share a mutual benefit of experience let's all share a mutual benefit of contribution let's have and share a mutual benefit of gaining something out of it growing getting a return on the time that we invest all that kind of stuff so wow a lot covered here and um I really appreciate you for sticking around and for being here and sharing your thoughts and for trusting me with your thoughts and allowing me to pour my thoughts out to you into your ears and I really hope that this makes you rethink I think this has turned more about Oneness is wonderful for having harmony, but that is what it's for. It is not the ultimate way of, um, it is the ultimate way of 
connecting and harmony, but not the ultimate way. It's, it's um, misunderstood because the harmony is taken out when you remove yourself. So oneness can be beautiful and harmony and peace and all that stuff. But it's when we take, we remove ourselves and forget about ourselves in the, the uh, kind of the desire and the wanting for oneness. So don't be, don't feel guilty. As long as you have intention that you want to help other people and that you um, have love for your close ones, for your loved ones, you know, you show love to those that love you. Um, you know, well, even appreciation to those that love you. And that you genuinely want. You know, you wouldn't stand in anyone's way of getting good for themselves. Don't feel so guilty for looking out for yourself too. I've been really focused on writing and how can I gain a living from writing how can i make a living from writing that is looking out for the well-being of other people kind of being there as like somebody that people can read when they really need when they're stuck on relationships and things and somebody they can really help them that they can access easily you know and yet how can i make a kind of living from that you know, beneficially that can provide for, can provide through myself, provide to my family, provide all that kind of stuff, you know, and it doesn't have to be completely self-centered benefits. Like it doesn't need to be million dollars. It doesn't necessarily need to be rich or any of that. It could be, hey, I just genuinely want to make a living because it is for me the right thing to do. Maybe for you, it's not the right thing to make a living off of creating. For you, that feels wrong. And again, that's your expectation of yourself. You don't expect that you should get anything but the experience of creating. You, you may not expect that benefits are right for you. That the kind of, kind of life benefits are right for you. So for you, it might be... You have benefits and have mutual benefits by asking for help, getting help. And in some ways, we all ask for help and get help. And I definitely admit that. But it's all about, you know, it's about the expectations of yourself more than the expectations of other people. Because they're going to have their own expectations. I have this expectation, for instance, that our community, disabled, blind, all that stuff, can learn to be a little more self-sufficient with money and can kind of learn some ways that we can create and kind of like make money on our own a little bit more without so much reliance and asking permission from organizations and things. I've always had that sort of goal even 10 years 20 years ago like just well even 10 years ago when I first became an adult because I see how you 
or kind of giving away your responsibility when you're relying too, too much on an organization. But I also see the help that those organizations have given me. And I also see that not everybody believes in profiting from creating. Not everybody believes even in profit. And so that is your expectation completely to take money completely out of the equation, take money completely out of any of the things because maybe it's very personal to you. It's a little too, um, too private, that kind of thing. Um, and we all have different realities. We all have different We all have different lenses of experience that tell us what we need and what we do not need. And so if you feel like you're a better person because you may not need money from creating, if you're better than me for that, then you can have that, you know. And because again, it goes back to, and I'm using this as an example to give you that kind of permission that you've already taken, which is that. You should feel better about yourself. And all of this is a work in progress. I haven't found the answers to any of it. I've just learned a lot of inner work from learning that looking out for yourself is not so much a bad thing. It can help you be healthier and can help you to be a resource to your loved ones and to those around you. So, there we go. That wraps this one up. I'm really looking forward to getting in deep on these topics. I'm really happy I got to go deep this week with you. And it's been really fun. So, we will meet again. Take care of yourself. Have a restful, fun weekend. I'm going to go have a fun weekend. We're going to take our daughter to go play and do things and go out. So, that'll be fun and we'll definitely have a restful into the weekend. You know, have some rest and relaxation in there in between all that and stuff. So, just kind of a break from all the seriousness the work, the school, the productivity, all that stuff, and just go play and let loose and play with other kids and just have fun. So, there you have it. We will meet again. Take care of yourself. Find your own benefits, guilt-free, of course. Put the thoughts together that you need to to understand others. And um, I'm definitely wanting to get deeper into judgment, even more, um, maybe not just judgment, but uh, the interactions and um, kind of the awarenesses and the experiences behind what tell you these things, the, the actual experiences that you, that you rely on for signals 
to help you understand why you do things and why others do things. So with that, we will meet again. Take care of yourself and let's stay connected.